Hello, and welcome to Celebrate Like a CEO. I am your host, Stefan Whitwell, Austin-based CEO of Whitwell & Company, a nationwide wealth management firm. Every Monday, I bring on some of the brightest and best business owners and CEOs in the country to talk shop, get their insights on how to run a successful business, and importantly, how to succeed without burning out by taking the time to celebrate. Now, let's get to today's show. Today, we have an owner joining us from Brooklyn, New York, Joshua Brown, who is a licensed real estate broker and the CEO and founder of Pushing Forward Realty. As a Brooklyn native, Joshua's passion for community improvement runs deep. Growing up, he watched his father, a now retired pastor, serve as a spiritual leader, an agent for community improvement, and an advocate of fair play. And inspired by these lessons, Joshua launched a new kind of real estate company that I'm going to be sure and ask him about in today's podcast. Joshua serves currently as the first vice chairperson for Brooklyn's Community Board Number 4, and previously served as co-chair of the Housing and Land Use Committee, where he advocated on behalf of community stakeholders. In addition, I might add, Joshua is a father, a husband, and a pilot. Joshua, thank you so much for making time to join us today on Celebrate Like a CEO. Really excited to be here with you today and uh, to learn more about you and all the cool things that you're up to, uh, both in your business and outside of business. Indeed. Thank you so much, Stefan. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here, and I look forward to being one of your great guests on this podcast. So, Joshua, uh, I like to start by going back a few years. If I had met you when you were the ripe age of five years old and got to have a conversation with you and said, hey, Joshua, what do you want to be when you grow up? How might you have answered? I would have said, Stefan, when I was five, I would have said at the age of 35, which I am now, I would be a fighter pilot with the U.S. military. That's what, that's <laughs> what I would tell you. And I'm assuming you've seen Top Gun. Yes, I have. Absolutely. Both versions. <laughs> both versions. I mean, I'm a bigger fan of the first version, but the second was just as good. It had a, I mean, the second had a very high bar to overcome, right? I mean, that, that first one was really a, a classic film. Classic nostalgia. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. I, uh, my, my teens had not seen that. And so they were a little bit hesitant when I said, Hey, you gotta see this movie that I saw like 300 years ago. And they're like, Oh, but, uh, when they watched it, they loved it. It's just such a classic, classic movie. So you had said you would have been a fighter pilot. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, you're not a fighter pilot today, but you are a pilot indeed. Yes, I am. I have a single engine engine license here in, here in New York. And now I fly solely for recreational purposes and I'm just some forum leisure. Um, when you're flying planes, is it's just a freedom I can explain to you for those of us who are flying planes, we know it's similar to running a marathon. You can't pretend 
and you have to be prepared for every next on stage. And I'm, I'm a big fan of um, flying also because just like real estate, everything is based on standard operating procedures. So, so for every situation, there's a checklist or a task list that we have to follow, which I'm a big fan of in terms of implementation and just process overall. How did you, or <clears throat> when did you start flying and what, uh, you know, what was kind of the impetus where you said, okay, I'm, I'm ready to start. Okay, good, good, good. I'll, uh, I'll start it off. Yes. Um, I was born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, um, here and, um, Throughout my formative years, as uh, well as high school years, I was very much interested in um, aviation. So growing up in um, Brooklyn, my college that I went to, SUNY Farmingdale, they offered a flight um, program in which I joined the flight program. I learned how to um, fly. And then ultimately, I got my bachelor's in aviation administration. Because I realized halfway through that I, I love flying, but I didn't want to do it necessarily as a career because I felt it would take the passion out of it. But it was as simple as I went to a SUNY college here in New York, SUNY Farmingdale, and um, I joined the program. And from day one, loved it. I loved mm. the people. I loved the culture. I loved the mentality of them pilots, the whole rugged ind- individualism. I love how. Um, it's a small network of um, pilots within the U.S., probably only about three 300,000 people that have a pilot license. So it felt good to be. I was going to say, it seems like a, a very close-knit fraternity that, you know, once you're a pilot, like there's, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a pilot. So I just, from the outside, though, it seems like there is a camaraderie and a respect that pilots have for one another. Indeed, indeed. Because we all, we all understand the similar challenges we all um, face. Every time we um, we um, go up, because you have to have a sense of adventure as well as a great appreciation for science as well as art. So, like me, I feel it's a combination of um, of them both, and just anything aviation related, I'm a big fan. Also, like the skydive, also. So that's another secondary topic in which these are these are things you can't pretend. It's almost like running a, a marathon. You have to run the marathon. So I'm big on things that you have to actually have thorough follow through in order to execute. And which in real estate now, um, it forces me to use all of my attributes and um, and um, talents for it because it is a complex field in terms of people, in terms of therapy, in terms of understanding people. It's it's um, so much that goes in goes into it, and also too, just like aviation, listening is a big part. We have two ears and one mouth. Uh, tell me more about that in in aviation. What? what tell me more. I don't. I'm, I'm not being a pilot. Sure. How does listening come into the equation as a pilot? Oh well, listening comes in because when you're dealing with a ex- experienced aviators who have gone through some scenarios such as you, you um, you um, tend to learn early, um, even in your early aviation edu- education. Anytime um, um, errors happen, ninety percent of the time it's based on pilot error. So aviation, it's a big to um to um listen because a lot of us as um, pilots, 
we tend to make the same mistakes just as people, even with um, flying, just differentiation and uh, pressures. Sometimes your body can feel like it's going down. Sometimes it can feel like it's um, going up. Um, and um, that's something that you focus on during the instrument training phase because you kind of can't necessarily trust your gut. You have to learn to rely on the instruments there. So in terms of um, listening, Counsel from more experienced aviators have been beneficial to me in that I can prevent issues that they already had, whether they were minor or a major um, issues. Even even something as um, simple as, hey, Josh, when you do your pre-flight checklist, this is what I'll do. Or um, in terms of your knee pad, I think you should put it on the top of your knee rather than the lower part of your knee because you're going to hit the um, yaw. So, so there's several... Um, factors that go into mentorship, but just ultimately safety because the industry is safety focused. And um, that's a big common theme throughout people because ultimately we want everyone to be safe, anyone who goes up. One one takeoff, one landing, right? One takeoff, one landing. Absolutely. Safely each time. So, so, so you mentioned real estate and I'm going to pivot to that in a second, but I just have to ask you, given your passion for aviation, uh, in the last couple of years, we have seen an explosion of uh, new aviation-related technologies and applications come out. I mean, you know, you're reading about Amazon delivering things by drone. You're, you're hearing about uh, companies developing air taxis. I mean, you've got to be following all these things with kind of great interest, I would imagine. Uh, I mean, these are some of these things are like out of... Uh, futuristic cartoons that we might have seen 40 years ago and 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 they seem like they're around the corner. Yes indeed. However, it um it um, scares me a whole lot because AI is going to put a lot of pilots out of um, work once we get to a certain level of competency and um, and um, safety even um, with from trains. Um the automation of them um, trains is coming coming soon and and um, I feel that with um, aviation it's going to be the same thing. So I see a lot of growth in the um, industry in terms of the share economy, in terms of people sharing aircraft, just like Uber, people share their cars, mm. in terms of making it easily accessible for people with private jets, renting private jets. So I believe it's going to lower the cost of obtaining services. However, in terms of actual pilots, I don't believe we're far off from you getting on a plane to where there's an automated pilot. And with me, because I understand lift and I know aviation is one of the safest forms of um, travel, just as someone who loves flying, the art of it, taking off, landing, crosswind landings, the um, challenge that comes up with that, it's something to where I think the craftsmanship is going to leave the um, industry, which is why um, I'm big on people owning on planes and also just as we go into the um, future, just so that you can really take control of your own freedom with um, traveling because flying out of general aviation airports, it's a much smoother experience than on flying commercial, I will say. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, you know, and, and, and as a huge fan of automation and AI in our business, I will say to your point that, the best combination, in my opinion, is just that. It's when you can use technology in a way that then enhances or leverages our ability to add the things that we as human beings 
still can add better than a machine. Um, and I, I, I do kind of worry uh, about applications that are now or eventually become purely uh, mechanical mm-hmm. uh, or purely AI and there's no human in there at all. I think that'll be a, um, that's a tougher thing for me to get, get comfortable with as well. Uh, but today it's really exciting when you can use those kind of tools to augment humanity where we're still playing that vital role. But um, yeah, it'd be a different world if, if, if it's just machines running it. That, that's kind of a scary thought. <laughs> scary, however, as I see just when I'm our industry changes a constant. I'm just more yeah. remindful of the accelerated rate of change where from AI, just like the accelerated rate of real estate development here in New York. Because what's happening well, is talk- we're on an exponential scale in terms of um, Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk, talk real estate. So you, you're the CEO and owner of uh, at least one business in the real estate space. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Yes, I am. I'm the founder of Pushing Forward Realty. We are a full-service real estate brokerage here in Brooklyn, New York. Um, We sell residential homes. We help people purchase homes. We do property management. Um, Myself also. I also have a few development projects going on myself, in which some of them are ground up, as well as some of them are renovation projects. And um, Pushing Forward Realty started for me because I wanted to create a company and an atmosphere to where agents as well as people, part of our agency, they could come and work together more on a cooperation basis as opposed to a competition basis. Because the industry, I'm sure you know, the industry in in itself, real estate has a 90% turnover rate. So most people who get their real estate license generally flake out within the first five years because as I'm CEO yourself, you know, when you come into a business as an um, independent owner, you essentially have to do everything. You're the owner, you're the secretary, you're the accountant. Unless you have very, very strong delegation skills, uh, a lot of people don't understand how much work and effort goes into really building up your own business, especially the first two of years. So I'm pushing forward realty. I created that essentially as a home so that agents can come and work in cooperation with them each other so that you don't have the general competitive scarcity mindset that comes with some companies here in New York. That's awesome. So, uh, how do you create that? I mean, because, you know, um, a lot of people are, whether it's in, in uh, investment banking or finance or real estate, uh, if they grew up somewhere else that was competitive, mm-hmm. um, it may be require a mind shift to get into the culture that you're creating. How do you manage that? How do you create that, that culture, that environment that you just shared with us? We manage that by creating a game culture in which everyone's welcome. We create that through a culture to where we have shared them leads, shared them distribution of them leads. We create that by having a culture to where education and I've shared them resources as I'm promoted among agents. If I have a book or a podcast, I felt that was very helpful to me. 
we all share it together in our Slack group or our general group of chat. Um, we we offer support on um, deals with um, our um, agents without taking any money from them. I will come on on our deal. I will help you so that we can give our client or our customer the highest level of um, service. And we also simply have more of a relaxed culture. I would say it's not too much quota, quota, quota. It's about more so quality over um, the quantity of um, services that we offer. Because the majority of our business, we essentially run a 90 to 100% referral business. So most mm-hmm. of our clients that we do business with have a family or a friend that's um, done business with us. Um, in terms of compensation, unlike most um, real estate brokerages who have a 50-50 model to where the broker takes 90%, no, ex- excuse me, broker takes 50% and the agent keeps 50%. Also, we have a different model to where our agents keep 90% and the house only keeps 10%. And um, you can also receive a 100% model if you pay a small monthly fee to cover small operating costs. So um, with that, we're essentially different because the point of DM brokerage is to not monetize our agents. It's to create a house where experienced agents can come and work together without the undue pressures that come from being in somewhat of a hostile work environment when you deal in um, in themselves. Because sales is very com- competitive. Sales is hard. You have to face a lot of rejection. So optimism and enthusiasm, along with in- encouragement of um, all of agents, that's a big um, focus on um, the model we have. Um, in regards to our compensation model, we can offer a, a very comp, a very com- competitive compensation model because the company we started it about um, five years ago with the help of um, venture capitalists, social venture capitalists who um, understood the um, need for um, this some um, type of brokerage in the um, New York market. Given that most um, agents sometimes burn out and go from brokerage to um, brokerage without having a set place, because sometimes if you leave one um, brokerage, you have to leave all of your book of business there, and then essentially when you go somewhere else, you have to start them over. With pushing forward realty, we're not taking that same approach. It's a more of a cooperation over comp- competition model in which we feel that we get more productivity from our team and our partners because I'm not worried as if someone else is going to steal my client lead, which is just sadly some things you have to deal with here in themselves. We have systems in place to ensure that we're all on um, one accord. Even even in the the decision-making process, there's a um, cooperative process and in terms of us making the decisions as a whole that will affect everybody. I, I love the, the inclusivity that I hear in describing your business. Um, I've certainly worked in companies where you were not included. You know, everything was decided in the corner office by two or three people and they'd come out and kind of just tell you how it is. And it's very unmotivating, right? I mean, so I think the contrast, the opposite of that, which is what you're going for, um, really gets people more involved. How many people do you have on your team now? 
Um, currently, we have seven full-time agents now. We have a full-time ad administrator. We also have about five to 10 agents who are coming working with us in the summer a month to so taking advantage of our flexible plan. Because summertime here is peak of rental season and themselves. So we have agents come in also, too, who will work up with us and then leave out and go back to their full-time jobs during DM year. So overall, AM team roughly of about 12 people. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the, uh, the. Com- I mean, it, you are out there competing for mandates, right? You're, you, you know, somebody wants to sell their property. Mm-hmm. You want to be the firm that, that represents them. And, and Brooklyn, like all the five boroughs there, are, is a competitive market. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, how do you differentiate yourself or teach your team to differentiate themselves when they're out there competing to win a mandate from a client? Well, well, with us, we're big on, um, on a purpose. We believe in serving our um, clients as if they're our friends or, um, or in family. So as if you, Stefan, came to me as a customer looking to sell your um, home, we would treat you as a very serious transaction, holding on your hand from start to finish. That includes reassuring you of any questions, giving you alternate resources such as a CPA, such as will and estate planning, um, any uh, miscellaneous excuse me, any uh, miscellaneous extra services that you that you need. We hold your hand from start to finish. As if your house isn't quite ready to um, sell yet for um, top um, dollar. We can bring in contractors to help you to assist with that. Um, we also offer a value prop- proposition to where we're available as much as you um, you need us. We'll have certain boundaries with after 10 p.m., please don't call, things like that. But we're here to essentially hold your hand throughout the process. We don't We don't want to treat you like a standard transaction. We want to come on the deal more and with you as a partner, as a con- consultant, and as someone who really cares about you post them selling. Because post them selling, sometimes clients may need services to where they need proper in- investment advice. Maybe they don't understand what a 1031 ex- exchange is. Maybe they don't understand how how much of a tax burden they're going to take from selling their own property. So um, with us, we bridge you into the whole network because you don't only need real estate services. Sometimes you might need other room services that we can offer you the full suite of services with you. You know, uh, as much as I like Google, um, I like it a lot more when I'm doing something where I'm getting somebody else's help and they're able to help me through the whole process rather than just going, Hey, here's a hundred page PDF, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would imagine that your your clients love that, that, you know, hey, we're going to take care of you across every aspect of this transaction. Um, just put them at ease. Because I think today, especially with Google, um, anytime people have a question, they Google it, right? Yes, yes. And, and you get 100 million articles that come up uh, or more in the case of real estate. And I think that can result in choice overload, just being overwhelmed. So you're being able to offer the calm of saying, Hey, we got you. We're going to help you through the whole process is really, really powerful. I agree. What about, uh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, we also offer education also, because here in Brooklyn, I serve as vice chair chairperson of our com- community board for here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Bushwick is voted one of the coolest neighborhoods in a Vogue magazine for several years going on. So throughout our com- community also, we offer edu- education about the home buying process. We teach people about wills and estate planning. We've been having issues with deedum fraud here in New York City. We offer ongoing workshops on that with um, mm. counsel and um, lawyers who can help you and give you input. Um, we also teach people about the benefits of in- insurance and why they need to have it, especially when estate planning as well as um, various real estate topics that we tackle month to month on a revolving basis. So um, part of it is education, too, because I view real estate more as a a, a ministry because I'm in a position to where on people's most important transaction of of Durham lives, I'm here to help them and hold Durham hand, and that's something we don't take lightly. Wow. That's very compelling. I, I can only imagine that it's just going to keep keep growing. Um, what about your team? I mean, obviously things have gone well from, from when you started. You've grown mm-hmm. um, and developed a reputation and get, like you said, a lot of your clients from, from referrals. Yes. Um, how do you like to celebrate? Whether it's the small wins on your team or a big win on your team, what does celebration look like? and pushing forward celebration and i'm pushing forward looks like us having the freedom to do what we want when when we want so um so freedom is less about money or material things it's a more about i have team members who can travel when they want with them they around family we have team members who is if you have a baby you can spend as much time home as you want with your baby six months nine months if you have a book of business you can delegate it in-house for someone else to um to handle it but freedom and fun looks like to us is really good times good good health laughter and just the freedom to do what we want when we want in terms of and in, in terms of traveling and like most uh, most important creating memories with each other whether whether it's um, eating quality food whether it's going to a view a scenic route or hiking or going to the park a lot of it is just the freedom of of just knowing that we don't have standard corporate jobs here we have the freedom to live how we want and when we want. Um, as far as I'm team, we also um, celebrate because my father, he's a retired pastor of over 30 years here in Brooklyn. And my father works um, with me also in the business. So um, some, of, some of celebrating is just watching my father see me thrive and excel in this business when um, a lot of his ministry in the past was really counseling people, marrying people, helping people, burying people, everything that comes with being a clergy person. It's um it, it's um, interesting how everything translates over because real estate, although people say it's a business, it's it's not personal. Business is very personal. <laughs> business is very personal one 100 per percent because people sell them homes with us 
because they like me and they trust me. Obviously, last year we did over 50 million sales. We do that every year. However, people do business with us because they um, like us. And a part of that comes from energy, attitude, as well as our mission-driven purpose. So I'm really help people throughout the most important transaction, as well as educate them because education goes hand in hand because um, with us, you can, you can access anything. There's no silly question because we're here to help and um, guide you. So like success for us looks like family, happiness, eating good and um, good, good health. Yeah. Um, stress, no stress, <laughs> no stress goes into good, good of health. <laughs> well, I, uh, I can certainly relate to that. Um, although sometimes good eating can conflict with health, because uh, at least in my case, I'll admit that some of the things I like to eat are not necessarily always the best for me, but uh, all, in, all in moderation, right? Indeed, indeed, all in moderation. So what, uh, like when you do have somebody on your team that hits a specific goal, whether it's their goal or a company goal or something, uh, do you, you know, get everyone together to grab some food together or do you have a little celebration in the office or, you know, how do you like to, to bring those values of celebration that, that you shared um, to celebrate that, that person's win? Absolutely. We like to highlight them in the, um, in the office. We like to highlight them in our news newsletter. Um, we also like to do a celebratory dinner also so that we all can go out and um, celebrate this particular achievement that an um, agent agent reach, whether whether it's selling their first two a million dollar home or whether they had a very complex deal. Um, generally, it would be around related to um, food or just picking a lounge or a place that we all wanted to go go to and then put it on them company dime, essentially. I love it. I love it. Good food just, you know, is such a bonding uh, experience, right? I mean, whether it's date night with, you know, your loved one or a whole team of people, um, it, it's a really fun way to, to get everyone together. Indeed, too, Stefan. I just want to add fellowship, too. We love the fellowship aspect mm, of just fellowship. of just other people being genuinely happy for you at a real estate company, because that's not common at a most real estate companies, because it's, it's a lot of competition. It's a lot. And like with us, you can't eliminate it. However, we can create an, an environment to where it's a more welcoming in, environment to where you're not afraid to share your big goals that you just accomplished because we need it for everyone as a, as a collective team. Well, and if you're comfortable sharing, then, then, it leads to all sign, you know, sharing, of course, the good, but also sharing like, hey, I need help on this transaction. Can you help me? But you need that environment where you feel safe just sharing whatever's, you know, whatever you're going through, good, bad or otherwise. Yes, yes. Um, and that's that's hard. I think that's a very special environment you built there. I mean, I think if you look out in culture today, um, there's not a lot of safe safe places out there to communicate. We're so busy attacking each other mm. and judging each other in every single di direction um, to create a, a team environment there where there is that safety to share. Um, I think is is 
really meaningful. And I, I want to just acknowledge what you said about community, uh, not just on your team, but with your clients. Um, I really get that as much as the business itself, you're super focused on building that that sense of community and fellowship. Absolutely. Even even in um, in terms of the age of um, our staff, it ranges from 20 all the way to 72 in terms of um, age, because because we we value elders just as much as we value young young people, because we need the counsel, we need the mentorship and um, and uh, we need um, leadership from um, those who have been here longer. So that's part of the reason it's great to work with my and dad, as well as other senior agents that we have working working with us. Because at, um, at some of companies, sometimes they don't want an agent that's 60, 70. However, with us, you can come on a board as long as you have the, the right attitude and um, the, the right energy. Because we're not here to monetize people. There's enough business here in the real estate market for everyone to um, thrive. Well, I, I love that. I, um, and I'm using your phrase, I'm not here to monetize people, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, that, that really resonates with me. I, I remember, um, actually, there's a reason that I, one of the reasons I, I started my business was I was serving a, a client who was a good friend. Uh, I knew him from jujitsu and he was in the middle of building a uh, med tech business, saving lives, you know, creating jobs. But at that moment in time, he did not have much money to invest. And the, the CEO and owner of that company and their, his right hand guy kind of pulled me aside and essentially said, why are you spending so much time on a poor person? Mm. Um, and it just really, it was a gut punch because, I mean, he was building a valuable company. It was valuable on paper. He just didn't have a bunch of cash at that moment in time, but he needed our help. And um, the idea that I was supposed to say to him, hey, Adam, sorry, uh, you're poor. Go get rich and then come back and then I'll be your best friend. Mm. It's just, it just killed me. You know, how can you do business like that? Uh, and, and, and it's cause a lot of people, that's how they think about it. It's just monetizing people versus building those relationships. Um, and as it turns out, he ended up selling his biotech company for hundreds of millions of dollars. He's done terrifically well financially, but, but, you know, entrepreneurs don't, they're not hatched huge, right? You got to start from, from ground zero and slowly build your way up. Um, and, and people as well. And so just. The idea of trying to measure uh, a person's worth as a client with a number mm -hmm. um, doesn't sit well with me. Uh, I do think you need to have criteria so you can hold yourself and them accountable. Agreed. But I don't think that it's a, a single number and certainly not a dollar number. Um, so you're sharing that just on a very personal level really, really resonates with me um, given, given some experiences that I've had. Um, so let me ask you this. You celebrate your team, you celebrate your clients, you're involved in the community, um, and you're now a dad. You got promoted to being dad six months ago. Congratulations. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. My wife is powerful. Uh, <laughs> Women are so powerful. Oh, man. I'm so grateful. Indeed. Yeah, it's a good thing that we men aren't giving <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Can, can you imagine? <laughs> 
No, it wouldn't. The, the population would shrink in, you know, overnight. Uh, they are they are powerful. It's an amazingly beautiful, um, beautiful experience. So, how do you refill your bucket? Because you're you're you know a dutiful husband, a father, building a business, mentoring uh, teammates, you know, serving in the community. But you're human, mm-hmm. right? How do you? What do you do for you? How do you celebrate? your wins when you feel you've done something really well and how do you like to refill your tank so to speak yes i celebrate mayam wins recently um even with a mayam wife by spending time with my family spending time with with my family creating memories i know that will last me years and from now this includes us whether it's going to the pumpkin patch whether whether we're going to the Kensico Dam, whether we're doing local things that's really going to provide a rich experience with us. Um, I really enjoy just the quality time. I enjoy reading AM, AM Goodham book. I'm big on reading books for our leisure because reading books have transformed me from a $50,000 a year salesman to 100000 to a $200,000 to a half a million. So I'm big on reading for um, leisure. I'm big on, I like to do recreational things. I like to skydive. I like to fly. I like the aviation. I like, I like the arts. Um, I'm, I'm currently taking an um, acting class, just like you. Yes, oh, really? yes, yes. Here in, here in my, my wow. local com- community. Um, I enjoy gardening. I love planting things, wa- watching things grow. To me, it's so therapeutic throughout the process to know that this is something that you created, whether it's through the cultivation, the harvesting process. And um, I enjoy spending time with my family while we're all here and healthy because I don't take too much for um, granted. Anytime we can avoid negativity and have positive engagements with each other, I'm all for that. So um, freedom and like happiness to me just is having the um, ability to have the time to spend time with my family without the pressure of going somewhere to generate income. So if I wanted to take a full mm-hmm. month of a, of a work off, to me, that's the greatest joy I can give my family because I can be there for those precious moments as well as the good times when my wife needs the support or like she just wants me home. Yeah. Mm. The uh, that's that's really powerful, and I'm listening to this going, yeah, um, that's a neat way to think about it because time is really our most valuable asset. We so when you're giving when you're giving that time to your wife or to your son, there's nothing more valuable you can give them. And uh, uh. and it's funny too. I, I I shared with you before we started recording today. Um, you know, when I spend time with my youngest son, who's going to turn three in a couple uh-huh. months, there's a level of innocence and curiosity that is just um, it 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 fills me with awe and relaxes me, and um, and it's fun, and it's and it finds itself in like really weird, down to earth ways, right? Like. He's obsessed with dirt right now, digging in yes. dirt and 
rocks and uh, anything we find in dirt, you know, shells or a, a cool stick or whatever. And um, I just love seeing that that innocent curiosity of like, wow, Dad, here's a here's a, a you know half of a leaf, yes. something that we might take for granted or, or look at and say, oh, that's just a, a torn up leaf. But at that moment, he might just be mesmerized by a shape on it or the color of it or something of the texture of it. Um, and I just find that so grounding. So um, you've got so many cool, fun things ahead of you here, Dad, with your six-month-old yes, son. Yes, yes. Uh, you and your mm -hmm. wife. Um, uh, very, very exciting. Yes. Any, 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 uh, I, I know you're on, on, on the, on the public record here, but, uh, now that you've figured out how to, uh, make beautiful babies, any, any thoughts of, uh, more in the future? Honestly, I have to talk to my wife about it because, <laughs> <laughs> because it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience, just the whole buildup, but, but I just started sleeping normally and like. <laughs> oh, Sleep. Man. What's that? Oh, man. Six months. Uh, I would say ultimately it's not rule them out. However, we have so much love and joy and gratitude with our current current son. But honestly, we might have probably one to two more children just because we don't we don't want him to be alone. Now it's like it's kind of like. I didn't grow up as an only child. I have brothers, sisters, and um, I feel that added so much to my character. So, so I would mm. like him to have at least one one sibling, just so he can have that ex experience. And to yeah. and to and to add on to what you what you said, I love his innocence also because watching him and playing with him, him it allows me to genuinely celebrate like a CEO because he's just living life innocent, pure and full of full of love. And to me, I work in an industry to where a lot of people are jaded. They can be sad. You can be dis disappointed because we face a lot of no, you face a lot of resistance, you face setbacks, you can face closings that don't, don't happen. However, I love spending time with my son because it allows me to focus on the things that's really important and that sometimes we take ourselves almost too too serious. We don't know exactly where we came from. We're on this earth. We're on a rock floating through um, space. My son really um, helps me not to take myself super serious. Although we're selling million dollar properties, it doesn't matter because I just learned not to take myself super serious and to and to also know this too shall um shall um pass. Even him, he's like teething now. I feel like so much pain. I'm sad, but <laughs> but I know just like real estate state, this too shall um pass. So I just have to be present just in the current moment to offer his to offer him support and just love throughout the um journey because it's about the journey. Yeah, no, it really is. What? Uh, well, I'm realizing now that it is. When I was 22, I didn't necessarily uh, have that level of awareness, but certainly at, at 52, um, I appreciate that that journey all the more. What? Uh, so, part of sometimes when we celebrate, we'll give gifts, 
um, share with us, if you would, what would be one of the greatest gifts that you've ever received? And what might be one of the best gifts that, that you've ever given to somebody? One of the greatest gifts that I've ever received is someone telling me what to to do and then telling me exactly how to do it. Um, that includes whether it's exercise, whether it's an eating, whether it's um, real estate. Um, I'm very fortunate when people impart knowledge on me. However, they don't just give me knowledge. They tell me what to do and exactly how to do it. Even me just now, as we get into more real estate de development also, this is an area to where it's somewhat new to us. However, I'm very grateful that I have experienced people telling me what to do, but the, but the process of it. Even how I, how I got into real estate, I got into real estate because I met someone who was working a corporate job. I believe she was maybe with BlackRock or like Chase. And like she told me like, hey, I wasn't working a corporate job. She says, hey, you have a great personality to get into real estate. I have a full-time corporate job. However, I do real estate part-time. I think that this is something you'll be very good at. This is what you do. You have to go to this school. You have to buy this textbook. You have to study and then choose this some type of brokerage to start out with. So, so with, for me, that conversation really changed my um, life because now I'm in a situation life. to where life is comfortable. I don't have to work 40 hours every week at a job that I'm, I am don't like because someone told me what to do and they told me how to do it. So I believe that's so that's so important because... The know-how and just follow-through. Sometimes where I'm giving a broad vision, but sometimes we don't get the steps. You have to do A before you do B before you do C and um, D. So I believe sharing um, info as well as the how, that's so important. That's so important. I'm going to jump in and say two things about that that really strike me as being powerful. One is going back to your earlier comment about listening. Um, she cared enough to listen to you, you know, who are mm -hmm. you? And then think about, Oh, what would, what would benefit him? And then she connected in her mind, Hey, real estate might be a great fit for him. Um, but it starts with her observing and listening you as opposed to having her own agenda. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is a gift when we can just listen without that agenda. Um, and the second thing you shared there that, that I hadn't thought about as being a gift, but in listening to your story really is a gift, uh, especially today where there's such crazy amount of overload. I mean, how many people do you know who want to do something but are stuck because they're not sure what that first step mm -hmm. is, right? So, I mean, giving you that, hey, look, here's the first couple steps. Here's what you need to do can be so powerful for people, bigger than we might ever assume mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people out there today are still stuck at that, at the starting gate, not sure what, what's that first step. Absolutely. Wow. Very yeah. cool. And uh, thank you for sharing that. I, 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 uh, yeah, what a great, um, and it's funny cause I was going to ask you how you got into real estate given your passion for avionics and aviation. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how did you get into real estate and that, that 
That answered it. Yes, yeah. It's interesting. What? No, no, no. no, no. I'm saying to this someday, I'm, I'm still very grateful to that in person for it because I actually surpassed her in just her real estate journey. But I'm very grateful. And like even now, I take it as a, a mission. Anytime I meet younger agents coming in the business, I tell them exactly how I got to where I am and on what um, books and um, habit forming traits have um, helped me get to the level I'm at. You mentioned earlier you love to read, and so I just have to ask because I obviously when you look behind yes. me, I've got all these books. Uh, what what's a great book that you read recently that that you would encourage all of us to have? Oh, 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 recently? Oh man, the book Deep Work by Cal Newport. Oh man, the book is so good. The book is so good because it really is the key to everything. Um, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Essentially, have you read it so far? I have not. No, it's called deep yes, work. deep right? work, and then deep work is simply the ability to be able to focus in intensely without distractions. So essentially, how we learn new new topics and new skills is we have to focus on it with intense concentration over um, long um, periods, and um, how you create these um, periods within your um, life based on your um, schedule vary. But it's just simply, if you want to learn AI, if you want to learn jujitsu, if you want to learn golf, you have to really spend time quietly focusing on this task in order to learn it. And I feel that even me recently, I got my mortgage license here in New York, just utilizing those skills really helped me to come into this industry with some level of competency, urgency, um, and just relatability in terms of um, of um, real estate. The Deep Work by Cal Newport, that book is so good now. And like I'm essentially wrapping it up. However, I feel good because as I go into new different areas of my life, I can utilize the deep work skill because essentially intense concentration. It's like writing a book report. Um, I want to learn Spanish. The only way I can learn Spanish now is by spending three hours every day in a quiet room, really focusing, practicing. And I believe that deep work is so good. I love it a lot. (laughs) I'm going to check it out, but I'll tell you what, focus in today's world where everybody is like OCD and, you know, cell phones are distracting us every second you know, all these, you know, electronic alarms, you know, new email, new text, Mm -hmm. everything. Uh, It is, it is hard for, I think most people to, Mm -hmm. to do that. Um, But essential. I'm going to look it up. By Carol Newport. I just want to add one thing to one book that um, took me from real estate agent struggling to a real estate broker making, making greater money. Um, it's a book by Ogman Mandingo. It's called The Greatest Secret in the World. Um, and um, it's a it's a one year program. And like this book, it's it's super simple, but yet it's so difficult. I felt the first three times trying it, but the fourth time I actually got it. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I a uh, uh, huge fan of being able to share books with friends. So thank you for sharing that one. And I'm sharing both of those, and I'm excited to to go get copies of both. Indeed, indeed. Um, so we have just a minute left. 
I want to go back to the to the gift question. Given your personality, especially, um, you shared with us very generously what one of the greatest gifts was that you've received. What might be one of the best gifts that you've ever given? One of the best gifts I have given is is belief and in enthusiasm into other people, meaning that. A lot of things I see, even um, real estate, it's all about confidence most times, even politics, everything. A lot of things boil down to confidence. And uh, one of the biggest things I've been able to give students or um, other um, colleagues is just simply the excitement and, and enthusiasm that I believe they can do whatever their um, goal is, regardless of how um, large it is. If you want to build a Vegas resort, if you want to build a skyscraper, if you tell me that's your goal, I'm your biggest cheerleader. I don't have anything negative to say. I just simply treat you as if it's um, done. So, so the biggest wow. gift I can give is genuine love and support because just genuinely, because a lot of people out here aren't giving you genuine love and support. And um, I feel that sometimes when I meet colleagues and um, they see me doing projects that they um, aspire to, I just simply reinforce them that they can um, do it. Even them children, anytime I go to schools to talk to children, just reinforce it. You can do anything. You can be an engineer. You can be a pilot, doctor. You just have to follow the um, steps. So um, with that, I'm just big on believing in people genuinely. Um, just a hundred percent, and just giving them that un unadulterated love and support. Yes. Imagine just for a second if we did that as adults in America today. It Instead of giving each other judgment and criticism and everything else that we seem to have in abundance, oh, yeah. what if we just believed in each other? I mean, I, I will tell you that growing up, I mean, it, uh, several times in my life, just having somebody who believed in me was such a powerful force. And in hearing you share that, I, I literally got like goosebumps. And um, uh, what a great reminder to everybody on this podcast. And that doesn't cost you a penny to give that sense of belief to somebody else, even if they haven't achieved it yet. You know, that's their job is to figure out the how they get there. But just being able to believe in them and, and validate their dreams is such an enormous gift. Joshua, yes. you've been a gift. Thank you for being on the show today, for sharing your wisdom with the folks listening to the podcast today. Um, you indeed celebrate like the CEO that you are. And it's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast today. I look forward to staying in touch with you. All right. Thank you so much, Stefan. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Celebrate Like a CEO podcast. If you are a successful business owner or CEO and want to be a guest on our show, be sure and reach out by sending me an email to stefan at whitwell.net and put celebrate in the subject line. We'd love to hear your story. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to share, subscribe, and leave a review. Be sure to tune in every Monday morning for a new episode. And remember, celebration is the key to success without burnout.